Chelsea. Hello, Taryn. How's it going? <laughs> oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Coleman is officially graduated, so... Woo! Yay! <sighs> it has I'm been... so excited for you. ...such a long time coming. Also, random funny story. So they have the commencement, right? And they have the big speaker, and it's like the entire graduating for the university. And then they have convocation for the college, and that's where they like actually call their name and they walk across the stage. Turns out, my high school ex-boyfriend, also in the same graduating classes, Coleman. So we're like sitting there waiting for his name to be called, and then I like hear that name. I'm like, it's a pretty like unique name too so like, yeah. i'm like oh there he is and like with his wife so and so it's like oh there's the wife <laughs> which it was fine wow. and good for him engineering degree crazy congrats but i was like this i was not um mentally like, or emotionally prepared for, that. for. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow like my whole family's there and like my little brother declan like looks down the aisle and he's like is that i'm like <laughs> Yes. You're like, I don't yes. want to talk about it. I'm like, we're here for Coleman. Focus, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yep. So I there's that for that, you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, well, how was, how was the rest been? of your weekend? I Oh, I was going to ask you. Um, I feel like I didn't actually talk to you a lot this last week. Yeah. I feel like. I've just, with like family being in town, it's been pretty hectic and I'm excited, but also kind of bummed because I feel like it like monopolized the whole weekend. Um, and so it's just been like super hectic and now I'm back at work and I'm like, oh my goodness. But Coleman and I's anniversary is this weekend. So we've got some nice <gasps> yay, chill plans. That's exciting. We are babysitting this weekend. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law are going out of town. And so we are staying at their house and watching their three children. So oh. that's our plan. Side That'll note be really super quick. fun. Is the sound okay? Mm-hmm. Is my sound okay? Am I loud enough? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's really exciting. I like... My niece, my niece and nephew, so it should be fun. But Friday night, actually, we're doing a girls' night with my niece, uh, my oldest sister's daughter. So my other sister is coming into town from Texas this week, and I'm actually very excited. So I get to see her and her two kids. And so we're going to do a girls' night with her daughter, Sage, my other niece on, like, one of Andrew's sister's daughters. And so... We're just going to get like pizza or something and do each other's nails and watch a movie. And Sage is very excited. She's been asking um, for a girl's night for like months now. What movie are you going to watch though? I have no idea. Please remember that Sage is seven. So so you should watch Ever After. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the seven-year-old wants to watch that. Um, if she has taste, she does. Okay, well, Sage is classier and braver than most of us. She skateboards. 
Did I tell you that? Oh, she does? That's cool. Yeah. She, like, goes to... She, like, went to the skate park on Saturday and skateboarded. Like, down and up the ramps. Not, like, huge ramps, but, like, the the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. Dang, that's impressive, because... She's cooler than I am, to be completely honest. I've been to the skate park, and it is terrifying. Yeah. She is in a dual immersion language program, so she's learning Spanish. She skateboards, she dances, she sings. Like, I think she's the coolest person I know. And I want to be as cool as her, but I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, and she's seven, (laughs) so she's killing it, guys. (laughs) Aw. That's gonna be super fun, though. I want a girls' night. That sounds Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Can we hang out? My sister called me earlier. She's like, yeah, I just don't really have a lot of friends nearby. And I was like, Chelsea's not here. It's like, I just want Chelsea to live close to me. We'll just send all of the job applications you can find to Coleman. And then if he gets a job down there, we have to move, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And then if you move down here, then I would stay here. I would have, I'd be fine with Andrew going to a PA school here. But only if you move here. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath, but it's a possibility. I'm going to. (gasps) Oh, no. You are going to die. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That'd be a problem. What else has happened this week? I so something that's weird about my job is since I don't work for a specific school, they shuffle our teaching location around a lot. And so I find out in the next week where I will be working next year. That's going to be huge. I'm so excited to find out. a little trippy. It doesn't even affect my life directly. And I'm like so excited to hear where you go. I know. I'm a little bit nervous because I don't know if I don't think it should come to us as a surprise to any of you. Like I'm kind of obnoxious, especially (laughs) at work. I feel like I have a lot of opinions and I'm not like quiet about them. And my current coworkers are super chill with that. As far as I know, they haven't like told me to shut up before. But the only thing I'm nervous about is being put with a faculty who wants me to shut up because it's never going to happen. (laughs) There's no like, they have to conversation about it. It's just, I know the guy that's placing me, he, he, I think he understands. So I'm not like super worried, but part of me is a little worried, but it'll be fine. But I've been like trying to emotionally prepare my students of like, Hey, I might not be here next year. Cause there's still a chance that I won't move, but because I live so far away from my current teaching location, I think they will probably move me closer to where I live. But yeah. Who knows? But I've been trying to tell them every day, like, hey, I'll find out next week. I'll find out next week. They're like, no, we'll just burn the building down if you get moved. We'll all transfer. I I really do appreciate your dedication. However, let's not do that. And let's be nice to the new teacher that gets brought in. But (laughs) it'll be interesting. So I'll keep y'all updated, even though none of you actually care. We don't. No, but. we all care. Don't say that, Taryn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so something else that I found out today is my husband takes a religion class at the college. And my, one of my high school friends, her husband is also in that class. We didn't realize until like a few weeks into school 
And then she walked in, my husband recognized her and her husband was like, who the heck, how do you know each other? And so anyway, we made this connection. Andrew just told me today that he follows us on Instagram. (laughs) And I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but if he does, that worries me because it's another person that I am, that I do actually know in real life listening to the podcast, which I'm like, I should be used to this by now, but he's, he's read like every Brandon Sanderson book. He's like super hardcore fantasy, like loves all of it. And so I think he told him like, I don't actually take a lot of her recommendations because I've read most of them. And I'm like, good for you. I feel inadequate. It's fine. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. I feel like we've done a good job getting some, like, more unique books. Like, um, my friend Paige just read Eliza and Her Monsters, which made me so happy. Yes. Because I adore that book. a lot. As she should, because that book was phenomenal and emotional and fantastic. I think that's, like, the craziest thing that happened this week. This weekend, I was just busy. Oh, I went to the high school that I work at. They did a they did Hunchback for their musical and I went and I knew a few of the leads and they were so good. And it just reminded me of how much I want to be able to sing, dance and act, but I can't do any of those any of those things. <laughs> same, same, same. I just I really feel like I sh- I want to like secretly take like tango lessons or something. Because I know at some point in my life I'm gonna be undercover or something, and there's gonna like a song comes on and we're like, oh no, Chelsea can't dance. Get her out of there. She's gonna compromise her her cover. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be like, I got this, guys. And then just like do a show stopping tango performance, um, with like unbearably good chemistry. With this, like, kind of villain that's, like, maybe not a... Anyway, I've thought about this extensively. Um, but it would really I only love work. everything about this. <laughs> it would really only work if I could, like, get Coleman to also coincidentally secretly learn tango. And I just don't see that happening. Um, so it'll it'll probably never happen. But I've thought about it many times. <laughs> Here's something even better. I know how to tango. <laughs> I will teach you. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I learned how to do two different types of tango in high school because I am weird. <laughs> I just really, like, in the TV shows, it's always, like, the most sensual scene is when, like... <laughs> They're randomly out, and it's like, oh no, the tango came. Never in my life have I seen the tango just randomly come on. I don't, I don't go to fancy places, so maybe that's my problem. But like, why have I never had this like happen to me before? Hmm. Someone please explain. I don't know, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you've been so mistreated by the universe so that you've wronged. never been, I've been able to have this so experience. deeply wronged. If it makes you feel any better, tangoing with somebody who stinks is probably one of the worst experiences you can ever experience. So, um, okay. I hope it's like a movie scene where everybody looks and smells really nice. Fantastic. Yeah. The the sexual chemistry that I'm going to have with my husband 
while we're both undercover. It it's fine. It's gonna be like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type situation. <laughs> um but Coleman like won't get on board with it, so whatever. <laughs> That's really unfortunate. I think you should just learn, and then what's gonna happen is you're gonna be in that situation. He's gonna get super jealous because you're going to have Ooh, to dance with the random dude. And I'll dance with somebody else. <gasps> Even better. This is why we're friends, Taryn. Thank you. You're welcome. Super, no problem. Super fantastic plan, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Well, Chelsea, you should be probably talk about the book that we came here to talk about. It is currently 8.20 p.m. Uh, 9.20. Arizona, Arizona <laughs> Standard Time. I don't know what time we're on. Um, On Monday night, the day before this is coming out. So if there's anything weird or not perfectly edited, that is the reason. This weekend, because Chelsea was super busy and I just forgot, I was busy in different ways and by the time like Sunday came to record, we're both like, "Oh crap, we were both like, oh no, well that didn't today. happen." <laughs> yeah, and then here we are, later in the night than we probably should. But it's is it really even checked out and overdue if we don't post at least one episode a month that we recorded the night before? <laughs> I don't even I don't think, think we would is. know how to do that. Yeah. Okay, Chelsea, what book are we reviewing today? Today. Actually, can I introduce the book? Yeah, you should. I'm so excited. Today we are um, reviewing Buried by my friend Kennedy Plum. So Kennedy, I, I met Kennedy when I did my student teaching for my secondary education degree. She worked at the junior high that I student taught at. And our friend Mackenzie, who I took all of my... I took all of my like education courses with her at ASU. She also got assigned there to student teach, which was like Providence. It was like the cool, the, like she, she, Mackenzie is the reason I graduated from college and she is the reason I survived my student teaching. Like I do not know what I would not have done without her, what I would have done without her. <laughs> and so she is an English teacher and was working in the English department. And Kennedy was one of the other English teachers in her department. So I was there for one semester. And then I went back and visited a few times. But I just followed Kennedy on Instagram. And so we're not like super duper close friends. But I consider her a friend. Hopefully as she's listening to this, she's not like, ew, gross. I don't actually like you. <laughs> um, but buried is a word. We're putting it in like a teen dystopian. Our main character is about 16 years old, if I remember correctly. Our Goodreads rating is 3.98, and that's going to go up when we put our review in. Hey, yo. Um, Buried follows our main character named Sam. And since it's dystopian, we have this like World War III that's going to make us have to go live underground, which... Very interesting. I think it's very interesting whenever dystopians put us underground because then my mind goes wild of how this would actually work. <laughs> but, <laughs> Mathematics and like I know my physics. Brain, of, I feel like that. Yeah, meme, it's fine. I feel like that meme where the Butterfly girls like looking and there's the like sky. all the geometry. <laughs> that too, and that <laughs> also that one that filter right now. But it follows Sam. He's 16. He has a younger sister, and honestly, guys. I really enjoyed it. And I, it's not that I went in. Uh, what am I trying to say? 
I feel like the last few books, not just this book, I've tried to go in with zero expectations because I've read, we've talked about this before. Sometimes when things are Mm -hmm. super overhyped, it almost ruins the experience. Yep. And so I was super hyped for Kennedy, but I was like, okay, I need to calm down because I don't want to overhype myself. And then for some reason, have it be a letdown because I was like, it's going to be the most coolest thing ever. But here's the thing. It actually was the most coolest thing ever. And I'm so, I was so excited to read it. And I loved reading it. Hopefully that didn't sound like I had low expectations for Kennedy. Kennedy, <laughs> I had the highest of expectations. I knew it was going to be good. I don't know Kennedy at all. Um, and so I was kind of like, we'll see. Like, you know, Taryn's buddy, whatever. We'll read it. Um. I feel like this book, like, hit this spot in, like, a nostalgia area for me. Like, it was Mm -hmm. super reminiscent of, like, junior high, everything's dystopian. He's got, let me just, Sam, guys, I adore Sam. He's got, like, major, like, (laughs) Percy Jackson vibes in terms of, like, sarcasm. And so it was just, it's definitely, like, a step lower in, like, um, like, I don't know, age range of what I would normally read. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we nor- we normally read young adult where, like, the main characters are, like, 18 and above. So this definitely was more teen going to the 16-year-old, and then we had, like, even younger characters in it as well. Yeah. So it's – I don't think that we were the target audience – but I loved it nonetheless. Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. I feel like it was <laughs> it was geared more towards a slightly younger age group, age range, but I did not care and I adored it. It's super like easy read. The also, I don't know who who has a say in like the layout, but like there would there were like random pages before a couple of the chapters that had like diagrams or like written out lists that Sam had made felt it just felt so ways that I thought I would die more than this moment or something like that (laughs) yeah it was just just they were super funny really helpful like one of them's a diagram of the little hoverboard that he's using one of them's a diagram of the underground cities some of them are just sassy some of them are like Sam writing out flashback memories I just thought it was really fun and the design of the pages felt really ex- like I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I liked it. I don't want to call it like interactive, but it made it I don't know. It brought it to life. It made it very yes. exciting because it made Sam feel like a real person that's like, oh, look at his notes from his journal or whatever. Like I just, felt like it, was, it was a look into his sassy little mind sometimes. Like, his sarcastic little teenage mind, I got it. I felt like it brought it all to life, and I enjoyed it immensely. I loved it. And I'm going to warn you all now, this is not a standalone novel, which neither which of she us did not tell me. Going into it, and I am upset. <laughs> I, was I finished not- the book, and I was like, unacceptable there's no way that this is done i am upset (laughs) i was not um, mentally or emotionally prepared for what happened (sighs) 
Okay. All right. I feel like we need to get into the actual ratings because I really want to talk about spoilers. Yes. Okay. Okay. Chelsea, what did you rate the plot? Okay. Plot. Four and a half out of five. I will say I didn't feel like it was anything insanely groundbreaking as far as plot goes, but it was just fun. And it was a classic dystopian book. I did feel like it was different from others so that you didn't feel like you were reading a copy and paste. It was just really, really Mm -hmm. fun. And I really enjoyed where it went and the exploration of, I don't know, it was so good. It was just a cute book. I feel like it was just a really cute book. I gave the plot four out of five as well. I agree. Where it's, I feel like she took a lot of my favorite things about a lot of other dystopian stories and put it into one. And like you said, not in a copy and paste way, but there were just elements that I was like, oh, yes, the nostalgia. Please, thank you. Please and thank you. <laughs> I love this experience. I, I thought about um our villains episode i think we did our villains episode after i finished reading this book and i was specifically thinking about the adults in this book and i was like i love (laughs) hating adults in teen novels it is it brings me more life than it probably should and more joy but the plot i don't know it just had so many of the aspects that i absolutely loved and i loved his story and i'm i kennedy write the next freaking book i i yeah, need what to heck? know what, what happens <laughs> yeah this is when i'm definitely hey, gonna hey. finish the series amen hallelujah it's gonna happen kennedy write it faster okay character development okay i gave it a four and a half out of five purely for sam sarcasm but also <laughs> ella his younger sister is just a, a good old-fashioned prankster, you know? And she just is so cute. She doesn't know when to, like, not. And I I just, I adored her. And I adored um, Eddie, her little, her little homie that they did mm-hmm. pranks together. I know that that's, like, relatively a very small part of this story. But I just, <laughs> I, I adored them I, so much. And I... Thought her relationship with Sam was super cute and heartwarming, but in, but it wasn't perfect. And so it was in like a very realistic way. And I actually thought it was a very well-written like brother-sister dynamic. Especially with all of the trauma that they had been through or Sam had been through, like taking care of mm-hmm. Ella to the, to the underground and get, getting all of that taken care of. I gave character development also a four and a half out of five stars because of Sam's growth by the end of the book, I feel like instead of just ignoring things that came up throughout the story of, we have these like different communities in the underground. And as he realizes the disparities between the different little cities, he is very accepting of it. And he's like, this is unacceptable. Instead of just being like, this is not my problem right now. I'm like, I have my mission. I need to go take care of it. Um, I feel like the way that he handles it and the way that he grows closer to the new friends that he makes, the way that he reacts to the freaking stuff that happens at the end of the book, <laughs> I just feel like by the end, he has matured. And even though it hasn't been that long from the beginning to the end of the book, it is amazing to see everything that this kid, this poor kid went through. Oh my and goodness. he's still like hanging on by the end of the story. 
Yeah, and I, I feel like this isn't really a spoiler, but like his relationship with his sister, um, early in the book, there's some expressions from his sister that she's like, you just, you're overprotective. Like, you're you're doing too much, Sam. And watching him throughout the book trying to come to terms with the fact that his sister's her own person and he needs to, he's like, I'm, I'm always going to be her big brother. I'm always going to be the person who's looking out for her and wants to protect her but also trying to give her the space that she needs as she grows up to learn from her mistakes, to take responsibility for her own actions. I just, I thought it was really interesting being able to see into his mindset as he went on this, on this mission to see the growth that he made in that regard. Okay. World building, Taryn. What did you think? I gave it a four out of five. Um, I honestly have not read a lot of dystopian books where it goes under the ground. Like I can think of like a few. And so that to me was one of the most exciting parts of the, of the world building aspect of this is I didn't really base it in my mind off of another book that I had read. Sometimes like with all of the fairy fantasy books, a lot of the worlds in my mind look very similar Mm-hmm. purely because of like the similar nature of the stories. But I feel like I had to completely reimagine the underground in this book. And I was very impressed with how I was able to do that. I still have a few questions. And honestly, I could just message her and, and maybe she could <laughs> explain it to me. But it's also just the first book of a trilogy. With, yeah. I have questions about the logistics of this, which I know it's not. I know it's not real. <laughs> but like, where in the earth? How close to the core are we? Where does all... Where does, where does all of this work? But that's not, that's not important. But as far as like the structure in each of the cities, the organization of the cities, I, I loved it. I can clearly imagine the differences between like the settings of the different parts of the story. I just, well done. Snaps yes. to you. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I feel like I also gave it a four out of five for that very similar reasons where I was thinking as he's, you know, traveling between these zones, where I was like, is this, a, is it a tunnel? But it, then it was like more open space, like felt more like a desert vibe. So then I was like, how big are these like ca- caverns? Are they huge? Are they like, I, I just don't understand from a physics standpoint how they're that big, <laughs> but don't collapse on themselves. Which we know. That this is not the important part of the story. No, no, it's completely not important. And I understand this is so stupid to think about. But honestly, I was like, how high are the ceilings? (laughs) I was thinking that too. How did he run into the desert where they're doing, there's like this car chase. Like I just, I, how many people? are physically underground right now. I don't understand how big the zones are. <laughs> it's fine and it's all I'm fine. I'm so glad that we I'm so glad that we got caught up on the very same <laughs> But these are so they're very pressing questions in my mind, Kennedy. If you could please message us. Um <laughs> I'm very concerned. That is all. <laughs> Do you think that everything's going to collapse on these people? You know, they might. The physics was never explained to me. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's just hope that that doesn't happen. <laughs> What's our last thing? Okay. Pacing. Pacing. Um, I gave it a four out of five. I feel like 
Again, I know we say this, I feel like I say this all the time on this podcast, but when you're reading the first book of a series, there is so much world building that goes on. Um, and that is usually pretty front heavy in the first book. I actually didn't feel like it was that bad in this book. Like, I feel like it things mm-hmm. picked pretty quick up. Like, once crap started happening, crap started happening. It you did know? not stop. And that's what I, <laughs> the entire I was book. you about it while we were reading it because you were said like well like i don't know when stuff's gonna happen and i was like literally read one more chapter and it i was (laughs) sitting there like like, at this point oh my gosh i literally (laughs) i I think i stopped the paragraph before it happened (laughs) (laughs) i messaged kennedy and was just or did i message her did i message Mackenzie, I don't know. It's all a blur. It's all just an emotional blur. But after this, like one scene that we're going to talk about in about five seconds, I just texted whoever I texted was like, "What just happened? What? 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 What just happened?" I so I while it is, this. I feel like okay, if we're gonna rate this, like we were asked to do, like the PG, G, PG thirteen R. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would rate this a TV fourteen. Which I know was not one of the the movie options, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, because there's different. This is I feel like sometimes TV ratings are more accurate than like. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's not important. Um, there were certain things that happened that were way more violent than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> Which is so funny. Maybe it's because I'm reading Crown of Midnight, and so I recently read some pretty violent things. But I feel like I would have rated this like PG. Like, okay, sorry, PG. There, there's there like a little a bit scenes. of violence, but I didn't feel like it was like crazy descriptive or anything. It was not crazy descriptive. I was just trying to, that's my like warning. But I also, I think what hit me harder was because of how young they are. Yeah. Like, there's that scene where Ella gets punished for something. I was like mortified that it was happening. Yeah. And so I think it just has to do a lot of my like sensitivity to it, I think was because of the age of the kids. Because they're kids. That's true. That's true. And it does address that in the book. I would not have an issue, and maybe this reflects poorly on me as a potential parent, but, like, if my sixth grader came home and was like, look at this book I brought home, I would have no issue with them reading it. Yeah, that's probably true. They're probably watching worse things on TV anyway. I think it was just there were a couple of scenes that I was like, this poor child. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, kids have read The Hunger Games in, like, fifth grade. I know. That's the thing. I feels it's I feel like my sensitivity to so many things is just ruined. I can read a book like A Court of Silver Flames and like barely blush. And then I read this story about a kid getting hit and I'm like unacceptable. No! <laughs> uh, oh man. Oh I think man. we're broken, Chelsea. Okay, any okay. other general comments before we talk about the traumatizing events that I had to read in this book? <laughs> um, Let's see. Anything? I feel like I'm going to give my 10-second synopsis of this book. So, because I, I feel like we, we kind of touch on this, but I feel like I need to clarify. So, Sam has been taking care of his sister, Ella, in the underground. Their parents are not in the picture, 
that is a plot point you find throughout the book. It explains it. Don't worry. Um, You'll cry. And, and Sam is approaching. I think he's approaching his 18th birthday because he was really worried about what they were going to do when he got phased out. I think he was 16 or 17. Yeah. I should know this, but that's kind of how I pictured him. So his sister has spent, I think she's 11, 10, 10. I thought she was eight. Is she only eight? We're bad at we're bad at ages. I thought you're right. I think she's eight, eight years. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she's I so you, young. That's why it hits so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, she's pretty much spent her entire life in the underground. She hasn't known anything else. Um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of the disparity in um like classes where the celebrities the rich people were put in the really nice ones like zones and sam and the other orphan parentless kids are stuck in like work zones where they are basically free labor and punished all the time for being children which is fine and doesn't make me mad at all (laughs) Um, how dare they act as children would and then things start going awry and Sam ends up going on this epic quest to, I don't know, is it a spoiler to say to find Ella? I don't know. Give me a minute. I'll look at the synopsis on the back of her book. Ella mysteriously goes missing without a trace. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not spoiling anything. Yeah. So basically, they're forced underground. Their parents are taken to the draft and then... Things start, weird things start happening, and Ella disappears. And Sam has to go on this epic quest to find his sister. And boy, do things get hairy. <laughs> what was that weird announcer voice? I don't know. I spent too much time with Coleman. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, after that beautiful synopsis, I am upset that i don't know what happens next all that i ask for is the next book and i would honestly highly recommend this i gave it four out of five stars which especially for a debut novel super good again snaps to that it was i was seriously so impressed and i kept reminding myself like this is her first book this is her first book it was really well written it It was was super well written so it's it's those English teachers, it's those English teachers. <laughs> yeah, it was a really fun, really fun book. It was a quick book too. Like it's not, it's not a hefty book. It's pretty. It is the very first book that I ever read on my Kindle, which heyo will forever go down in history, and I will always remember it. Oh yeah, it's actually four hundred <sighs> pages. It's longer than I thought it was. Yeah. Dang, it's look not at you, like 400 short. pages. That's so many pages to write. It's so impressive. That's <laughs> so many pages. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, shall we get into the spoilers? Yes. For those of you who are not coming with us, seriously, which is probably most of you, don't lie to yourself. You don't know Kennedy. Now you do. Now she's going to be your friend. Go read her book and then come back and listen to our spoilers. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for you because it does. It ruins like we are going to talk about significant plot points. Yes. If you, re- if you listen yes. to this before you read it, it's going to make us mad. We will sense it. 
Yeah, don't tell us or we're going to not be, we will be disappointed. Not mad, just disappointed. Just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Chelsea, cue the alarm. Chelsea? Chelsea, you already know where I'm going. Kennedy, I would like to have to personal chat with you. How dare you? How dare you make me read a boy have to perform a C-section on his dying mother? I am living. Oh my gosh. That was heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching. I think that is the heaviest I have sobbed in a book while reading a book, honestly, in a while. I was like, tears were streaming down my face. I was I, like, the homeboy was so little. Have, he was eight. He was eight. <laughs> what? I just felt like, did not see that coming. Um, there were a lot of things that I was like, oh, their mom probably died in the draft. Did not anticipate what happened. And then he was like, yeah, I just like chilled there for like, what, like six weeks or something insane. Before someone showed up, I was like, excuse me? You just kept that baby, like, newborn baby alive for six weeks? I'm sorry, Sam. You deserve a medal. He deserves to live in the tallest tower with the most money in the entire underground. I cannot imagine. Like, the nat- like just the instincts that clicked in for him and his mother having, like, had the four, like, the foresight to be able to teach him like okay so how many ounces how often how do we do this how do we do this just teaching him and then she dies oh my gosh i killed me i had to stop reading i read that scene and put my kindle down (laughs) i was like i that's enough i'm good for today (laughs) in an unrelated but also equally heart-wrenching thing i would like to say something directly to kennedy if you kill Luna the dog, I will come for you. I will come for you. I don't know where you live, but I will find you. Don't touch that dog. She's too precious to lose. I was so scared for her at the end. She can't Are you die. Cry? Are you legit crying? <laughs> A little bit. It looks like was... you're legit crying. <laughs> like pretty darn close at the end like when she takes the bullet for him i was like no no why am i more attached to this dog than most of the (laughs) i feel like i sometimes i get like weirdly attached to characters i'm like i know that this is not supposed to be one of the main characters but like luna the dog don't don't mess with my girl don't mess with her (laughs) <laughs> that's all please i am begging you <laughs> everything else can crash and burn but luna has to be saved and lala needs to see her boys that is it, <laughs> that's it. as soon as soon as she said that she had two boys i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh it's, it's, it's them it's it's them it's it's <laughs> I love them, and I just want them to see their mom again, you know? It will happen. It'll happen. 
If it doesn't, I'll add on to the threat that Chelsea has already made to Kennedy. I just, I'm so <laughs> scared that we're going to have like an onward moment where they like see her from like across the area and then like a bomb goes off and somebody dies. And then I just, I couldn't handle that. I can't handle it. I, Chelsea, there are so many things in this book that I got. Here's the thing. I finished this book weeks ago. And do you know that I normally forget everything as soon as I close the back end of a book? (laughs) I have thought about this book very often. And specifically wondering what's going to happen. I I know that we're jumping around a lot. But when Ella looked at him and was like, you can stay here. I knew what was coming. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I don't know if she is manipulating them or if, or like just purely manipulating them or if there's something else diabolical happening, but Vegas, Vegas, sketchy. Remember when Vegas just she tried to like shoot a sketchy. child? Unacceptable. I just, I, I just, I feel like there's something more than manipulation going on here because Ella is too intelligent to not have known something sketchy was going and on. And way too attached to Sam. Right? Like, Regardless of how they parted, because of her finding out, like, how that she thinks that she killed her mom, which it's not her fault. Not her fault. She was a baby baby. A baby baby. Like, a baby baby baby. Like, like, it's not her fault. Hadn't left the womb yet. (laughs) Yeah. But, so I understand that, like, that would make it difficult. And, but that's not the conversation they would be having. She'd be like, I want to be here because she helped me move on from this, this, and this. No, she just straight up is like, I am so happy to be here and to leave you and no questions asked. Yeah, it it just also against my so will. sketchy. It just feels it feels icky. Something icky is going on. Also, jumping again. Remember when Sam got high on drugs on accident? <laughs> I, I know it's not important. But it shouldn't be as funny as it was, but like. No, I was dying. <laughs> he just was like, I'm gonna dance now. I was like, oh no. Yep. <laughs> it gave me vibes of like when, you know, like not in the Percy Jackson book, but you know the terrible movie that shall not be named. Remember mm-hmm. when they go into that. To the Lotus Hotel. Like the Lotus. And they take the bite of the little <laughs> Lotus things and they're like. And it gets all weird and psychedelic. That's exactly how I picture this scene. Um, and I just see him like see bright colors. And he's like, wow, this is the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> also, the amount of sassiness. like, Because <laughs> first of all, this little found family trope. Love it. Um, the random nicknames, love it. The fact that they nicknamed him Pretty Boy. Pretty Boy? <laughs> and then at the end, when Vegas is like, who should I kill first? The pretty one. And he was like, come on, even the villain's calling me pretty. Just I love that like a 16-year-old boy is like getting upset by that when I feel like most 16-year-old boys would be like, wow, thank you. <laughs> you would like take that moment to make some sort of obnoxious comment to no, the villain. It was just like, even as I'm about to die, they felt the need to insult me. I was like <laughs> <laughs> I just his I sarcasm was, was on so, point. It was beautiful. I was so sad when they turned him over. 
to her. I know. And there's still a lot of stuff that we have to work through with that because we moved on very fast. But like, oh, you know, people were about to die. But I, I was so sad. I was like, you were trying so hard. And I know you lied. I know he lied. Like, that's not okay. However, adults betraying a child again why are the adults the worst in these books and like i i get that they were misled to believe that he's a murderer yeah okay um, ma'am like when she said like, yeah to- you killed all of those people and i was like whoa 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 also whoa, side why note. are we trusting why when are she we was trusting like, this crazy Mayor, lady mayor ramos is dead is he dead I don't understand what happened to Ramos. Where is Ramos? I don't think he I is feel like he dead. faked that's his my death. Pers- that's my personal theory. I think she's also just blowing smoke. I think she's just saying whatever the crap she wants. Or he faked his death and like left. I don't know. I personally don't think Ramos is dead. I got too emotionally attached. So of him working... I- like, the whole reason of him working to become mayor was to be mayor of where his friend's kids were. Right. She can't just off-screen kill him. Right. Okay. We're adding a long list of people that aren't allowed to die. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't actually... He's one. I don't want him to... Die. Let me be clear. I don't want him to die. But I feel like his could be an effective death within the plot. Yes. But not off screen like that. Not off screen. I also, a million, bajillion, trillion percent, do not believe that Sam and Ella's dad is dead. I don't either. He was like, I never got a letter again. And they were like, oh my gosh, he's dead. I was like, just because he didn't get a letter don't mean he's dead. That scene too, when he was leaving. And Sam. Oh my gosh. It made me want to watch a video, like a YouTube compilation of like soldiers coming home from war and just cry. Oh my God. Like Sam's dad will come home too. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, also, that's that whole scene where you're like, Ramos straight up lied to this kid. He's about to die. I was like, what the? And then I, obviously he came through in the end, but I was just like, homeboy. What you doing? Why are you waiting so long? Like, give him a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, or something. (laughs) The betrayal of his friend, too. I was also devastated. Yeah. I was so sad. And then he just let him look for his sister for, like, a week. I was like, what, what kind of garbage friend are you? Well, he's not a real friend. Also, now he's dead. Also, I understand he was being blackmailed. But still, like... Again, adults preying on children. I can't be upset with, like, a 15-year-old kid who's just trying to take care of his family, who's been living underground because the government made him for so many years. Like, the trauma and the, the... 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 The therapy that every single one of these yes, kids needs yes. is just astounding. So I'm not super mad at Foster. I more feel bad for him, but I am like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meh. you know what I mean? Here's what, okay, here's what I want out of the second book. Um, one, 
more Eddie and Teo. And I would like uh, an Eddie-Ella reunion to join this found family and just start pranking everybody. <laughs> that, that, and I feel I also feel like Ponyboy would get in on this action. Okay? Can yes. you imagine? I think they'd be all With be Luna, best friends. I feel like the four of them could be a street gang. <laughs> and I, I'm here for it. Like, Eddie, Ella, Ponyboy, Luna. That is my dream team. Uh, please make it happen. <laughs> I, I can we add Ponyboy to the list of if he dies, I will riot and burn buildings down. <sighs> he's, he's just so precious. Like, because <sighs> I'm scared. I'm scared he's going to sacrifice himself, and I, 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 I just can't emotionally. He hundred percent would too, because he's just so. Mm-hmm. He's so Pure precious hearted. and he's the best of us. Yes. Um, I feel like Q and um, Sam need to have a real good heart to heart and sort some things out. Yes. yes. Um, and maybe kiss a little. Maybe just like a little. Just a little kiss. <laughs> maybe just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like also here's another weird thing. Um, I feel like it wouldn't have been that hard to come clean and be like, look, the mayor's not actually my dad, but I totally think he can help us because he absolutely murdered people and like helped me escape. So I feel like he, he, like at that point, Eddie's what's best a little buddy, more like, crime? He was friends with my dad. What's a, what's a couple <laughs> more deaths? Like no, I just. I'm not making a video. It's fine. I, I feel like it, it wouldn't have been that big of a stretch. Obviously, he's 16. 16-year-olds don't think things through. I'll let it slide. But I just would like to point that out. <laughs> that is all. He also crashed on a hoverboard like one day in training it. So... <laughs> what is- <laughs> he was struggling. One mom was just like, here's a hoverboard. Here are the two rules. Uh, don't go off the road. <laughs> don't be seen. And he immediately does... Both of those things. Both of those things. <laughs> he's like, if you turn it off, the GPS won't work. And he's like, let me run as far away from the road as I can get. I'm like, dude. Dude. You're I killing it, me, man. Also, <laughs> anyway. I feel like there were more things that I have to say, but I just, I can't wait to see how it plays out. I'm very excited for the next book. And yeah. If anybody we have dies, an ETA I just on the second book. Well, this just came out, so <sighs> I don't, I Why don't think she's even said this? anything about it. Well, <sighs> I didn't know that it was a, it was not a standalone book. It's Kennedy's fault. If it's anybody's fault, Kennedy. Yeah, let me check there's her. Nothing in Goodreads. Also, Kennedy, your Goodreads picture, adorable. Kennedy's cute. That's all. Um, she, this post is from 24 weeks, 34 weeks ago. It says, when you realize that people will be expecting a sequel to your book, but you haven't recovered from writing the first one yet. That worries me. I am nervous. Kennedy, uh, we both, can I make a request? Can we both get advanced readers copies of your second book? Oh my gosh, yes, please. Please, 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 please. please, please. I'm begging you. We're going to share her information on our page when this episode comes out tomorrow. Because Kennedy is just the coolest. You should follow her. She's super cute. She's a cute child. And <laughs> she reads and she's a writer. And yeah, anyway. 
I've lost my words. It's too late. I still need to plan my lesson for tomorrow. Go read it. I guess actually everybody here has already read it because we told you not to listen to this part unless you had read it. Okay, Kennedy, thank you for sharing this book with the world. Please go stop listening. Go write the next book. But I also understand the emotional toll that you put me through. I can't imagine writing it and having to read it five billion times. But you're great. And that's all I got. I feel like I should have more in-depth analysis, but I really enjoyed it. Very excited for the second book. I have told many people to read it. And 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yep. 100%. Super fun book, guys. Go read it. Okay, Chelsea. What are our listeners eating this week? This week. Everyone should go get a smoothie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Can we also do milkshakes if we're not like in the no. fruity no. mood? Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. You can only have <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Milkshakes. Chelsea has Chelsea just, has spoken. I'm specifically thinking of if you've ever been to I don't no one I don't know if anyone cares. Go to Tropical Smoothie and order the Hawaiian Breeze smoothie. It it is no longer on the menu. But you No way. Did they take it you, off? It's been off for years, but you can still well, that order was, it. That was my go-to one. I yeah. just think I keep ordering it whenever I go. Yeah, no, I order it every time I go. They'll still make it for me, but have them replace the orange juice with coconut milk is fantastic. I like I like what you're <laughs> I like what you're sharing, and I might have to go over and visit my mom. Because that's where the only tropical smoothie I know is. (laughs) All of the workers at the tropical smoothie by my house hates me because I go and order something that's no longer on the menu and then have them modify it. Wow, you are the worst. (laughs) But it's so good, which... I get... I always get the peaches and silk one from there. It's also very good. But I know tropical smoothies are few and far between, and some of you might be saying, I don't even know what you're talking about. Just go get a smoothie. That's really all I'm saying. I just, they're really yummy. Chelsea has spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chelsea, thanks for coming. Kennedy, again, I know we've said it five million times, but we did did love it. We did. Yes. We're mad at you, but it's a good (laughs) one. It's a good love. Um, For our fabulous listeners, thank you for being here. If you haven't already left us a review, you could. That'd be pretty cool. Go follow Kennedy on Instagram. We'll share something of hers on our page tomorrow. Um, yeah. Subscribe, cool. rate, review. Send us messages. We love talking to you guys. It brings us way too much joy. Way too much. And that's it. Any final words, Chelsea? Just... You guys are the best. And we love you. <laughs> okay, I think that's our cue to go. We're both we're both not doing well. Okay, guys, love you all. Be good, make good choices, and then we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.